Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys have been experiencing a fresh passion for God's Word and for discipline, for disciplining yourselves since our last session on Monday. All right, so today is a, is a new day, and we want to pick up where we left off last week, I mean last Monday. And uh, there's just one scripture we're going to read this morning, and I'll, I'll tell you a couple of practical things. I believe this morning's session is going to be much shorter than, than the previous one. So, um, so I want you to be very keen. And uh, I'm, going, I'm going to say a, a couple of important things. For those of you who are uh, getting the tr on the train only today, make sure you listen to the previous session where I introduced and uh, described what, what is understood by spiritual discipline. And uh, and uh, I also introduced the topic that we're discussing this morning, get in the Word. Okay, so in this morning, I'm going to be uh, practical for the most part. So uh, my scripture this morning is 1 Timothy chapter 4, from verse 1 to verse 8. But we're only going to read verse 1 and 2, and then we're going to read verse 7 and 8. <coughs> Actually, verse 1 and 2 are just so that you can see the context a little bit. So let me just read it. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It says, uh, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed, meaning paying attention, listening to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Doctrines of demons. Yeah, I you know. Let, let me just say one thing here. You know, uh, we 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 are really witnessing what the scripture is saying today, and Paul says that the Spirit says this expressly. It is clear the Spirit means is no words. The the Amplified version says the Spirit says distinctly. You know, and uh, NIV says the Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. And things taught by demons, you know. And so this is the context right here. This is verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 2 says, Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. I like the way the uh, Amplified Version puts this thing. It says, Through the hypocrisy and pretensions of liars, whose consciences have been seared, meaning cauterized. You know, in um, I believe those of you who who are in the field of medicine, you know what cauterization means. You know, maybe when you have a wound or something like that, or uh, what else, what else, what else. You know what cauterization means. It's, oh, how can I explain that? Now, some of you who are doctors and, uh, and, and nurses and, and all of that, you'll explain that to your friends, okay? But he says your conscience has been cauterized. It has been seared. Seared means like, you know, you put an iron on something you know for example when you have a plastic a little bit of uh, a plastic thread and you don't want it to maybe split into many parts and you put it inside fire or you put a, an iron on it it just it just cauterizes it it causes it to just become strange you know it's hard this is hard to explain to me you know I think that's about how far my English can go this morning all right but uh, this is it. These people have their consciences cauterized, seared. It means that they have trained their consciences 
to no longer respond to the truth of God's word. You know, they have trained their consciences to no longer uh, consider what is evil to be evil and to no longer consider, consider what is good to be evil. And, and so they have swapped standards, kind of. And uh, we have a lot of preachers like that today, so-called men of God, who have seared consciences and who are teaching doctrines of demons to the people of God. And so this is the context. And Paul is saying, Timothy, if you want to make sure you're not a victim of these people, he says, this is, this is what he says now in, in, in verse 7 and 8. This, this, this is the solution to the kind of situation that we are experiencing right now in the world with crazy doctrines, with lies, with hypocrisy, with pretense, and all that kind of things. You know, and I don't, and, uh, I don't even want to read verse 3 to, to 5 for, for the sake of time, but you will go and, uh, and read that, okay? Uh, but refuse, verse 7, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. You see, he says, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. I don't want to make any comment on old wives' fables, but it seems, it seems to, to, to me that uh, in, in, in the time of Paul, old wives were known to be uh, you know, great gossips. I don't know. I don't know if it's still if it's still true today. So the sisters will will debate on that. All right. But he says, refuse profane and old wives' fables, and rather exercise thyself unto godliness. And that's our key word this morning. Exercise thyself unto godliness. Another uh, version says. This is the, the New American Standard Version. It says, on the other hand, dis discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. It says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. King James says, exercise thyself unto godliness. Um, New International Version says, train yourself. Train yourself. And then uh, the, the, the Amplified Bible says the same thing. It says, train yourself toward Godliness, piety, keeping yourself spiritually fit. That's what the Amplified Version says. So our key word is train and exercise. You need to train yourself. Discipline, spiritual discipline is all about training. You, 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 you cannot pray for one hour, so you train yourself to do this. You, listen, discipline is not natural. Discipline is not natural. Praying for one hour is not natural. Praying for two hours is not natural. Reading the scripture every day is not natural. You need to discipline yourself to do that. Like right now, I am disciplining myself to read one book of scripture per day. And I've been doing that for, for, some, you know, for a short period of time now. One book of the word of God every day. And so I read my entire Bible in 66 days. And when I'm done, I take over the cycle. You know, and there are some books that I read three or four times in, you know, for the purposes of deeper study. But I must read one book of the Bible every day. And I'll show you in the, in the next couple of minutes that this is actually not hard to do, you know. And uh, so, but the key word here is what? Train yourself unto godliness. It's not easy at first. Sometimes the first time you, you, open, you open the word of God and for, for reasons you don't understand. 
you you used to read novels, you know, these romantic uh, novels in 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 high school and things like that. And some of you are still reading some of those stuffs, and you can read that throughout the night. You don't sleep. But the moment you pick up your Bible, sleep comes. Even if it's just afternoon. I mean, even if, even if it's ten o'clock, ten a.m. When it's time to read the Word of God, you don't know what comes over you. It is because both your flesh, the Bible says that the flesh is in enmity with God. And then the devil, the, the prince of this world, is fighting everything that will draw you closer to a place of dominion over him. He knows you already have dominion over him in the spirit, but he knows that only through discipline will you be able to enforce that dominion. The Bible says that... Uh, uh, being willing, being ready to punish all disobedience. When your own disobedience is complete, there are things that you will not be able to punish. There are some demons you will not be able to cast when some obedience has not been completed in your life. That's the power and that is the importance of disciplining yourself. You need to train. You need to train yourself. Okay? You need to train yourself. That's the key word. I want you to say this to yourself this morning. I, I may not hear be able to pray for one hour i may not yet be able to read uh, one by one book in the bible per day well not not that i may not yet be able but i may not be doing it yet but i need to train myself i i, I may not be memorizing scripture yet we, we saw last we saw on on monday that you need to memorize scripture okay because joshua said this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth okay meaning you must speak it. Before you can speak it, it has to be in your mind. It has to be in your heart. You need to memorize it. And a lot of sisters like saying, oh, I can't memorize the word of God. It's too difficult. No, it's all about training. I need to train myself. Do you hear what I'm saying? You need to train yourself. Somebody needs to train themselves in the name of Jesus. That's the key word. That's the key word. You know, training is the thing. Training, exercising. You keep doing it until it becomes easy. Exercise, training, trying. Now, the word uh, translated exercise here in the King James and training in, uh, in some of the other versions is the word gumnazo. From the Greek gumnazo. That's, that's the word that we got uh, our gymnastics or, or gymnasium from. This is the word translated training here or train exercise to train and exercise yourself okay so it's like going to the gym when when you go to the gym the things that you could not do uh you, you know suppose you can't do 10 push-ups today but so you go the first day and you do you you go twice you go the second day and you, and you can do it four times and you know two weeks later you just discover you can you you can do 10 push-ups I remember some years back, I used to do 100, 150. I can't, I, right now, for lack of training, I'm not sure I can, I, I can still reach the, you know, maybe the 20 bar. I, you know. So, God wants us to train ourselves, to discipline ourselves for the purpose of the things of the Spirit, for the purpose of, of, of our calling, of the purpose that He has assigned to our life. And so I want to uh, tell you a few things. Since we, our focus is the Word of God, we said you need to get in the Word. So, and uh, I mentioned a, a challenge last uh, last Monday, which I'm going to 
to come back over now. So now I just want to give you a, a couple of quick uh, facts and tips. Okay, now that we have uh, spent uh, almost 10 minutes in the word, let me just give you some facts, some tips, some things that will just, that will shock you. Okay, train yourself to read scripture every day. Number one, you must read scripture every day. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. Talking about uh, the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Uh, he, was, he was giving us a, a pattern, okay, a blueprint. He wasn't giving us prayer to recite. But he says, give us this day our daily bread. So bread has to be daily. And the Bible says that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay, so if the natural bread has to be received daily, spiritual bread too has to be received daily because the word of God is our bread. Okay, his word is food to us. That's what we live by. I want you to understand that as a child of God, the word of God is not just a book you read. It is actually what you live by. And if you starve yourself, hey, guess what? You'll be malnourished. You will be malnourished. That, that is what a, lo a lot of believers are believing fables and lies and, you know, and doctrines of demons nowadays because they're starved. You, they, they are not feeding on the word. So you must get your daily, your daily load, your daily portion of God's word. You know, and that reminds us of, of that. That reminds me of the manna. The manna was God was sending manna every day. Manna was not supposed to sleep. It wasn't supposed to stay overnight. Manna was supposed to, God was releasing manna every day. And the children of God would consume that manna. And every day it had to be new. Because the word of God is renewed every day. It is, you need daily input of fresh word of God. Okay, so that's point number one. I need the word of God every day. We saw the discipline that David had in, 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 in the word of God. And it made such a difference in his life. We saw in uh, Psalm 119, verse 11, that he said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. It is a matter of, you know, just hiding the word of God in, in, in your heart. In verse 16 of that same Psalm 119, he says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. He says, I will delight. I will not forget. I will not forget. To Joshua, God says, you shall meditate day and night. These, these words shall not depart from thy mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night. So it's, it's a daily something. You need to establish that kind, of, that kind of discipline, that kind of doctrine. Let nobody lie to you and say, oh, uh, so somebody is trying to put you back under legalism. This is not legalism. Why do you study your notes to, to go write exams? Is, is it legalism to study? So let, let people stop playing the legalistic card whenever we're asking believers to discipline themselves and to do certain things that will help them with their destinies. This, this, this is another doctrine from demons. Whenever you ask a, a, a believer to pray today, when you tell a believer that he needs to pray, that he needs to study the word, that he needs to, to do some effort with his faith, that he needs to exercise himself unto godliness, some, some, some misunderstanding, so-called grace whoever will come and tell us hey this is legalism i remember i told i told a brother some some years back i was sharing about the importance of prayer and he says no you're putting us back under legalism and i and i was like father father help us here help us here okay so these are 
these are disciplines that you need and if you don't subject yourself to these disciplines you're really missing out on a lot of things your faith will it will be all about talk and nothing about walk okay so god has called us not just to talk about things but to show things god has called us to demonstrate the kingdom god has called us to be men and women of impact and so if if Hussein Bolt has needs 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 to train himself and discipline himself to be able to put out the kind of performance that he did uh, that he's been doing for the past many years hey somebody needs to discipline themselves too so number one I must read scripture every day number two I must train myself to memorize scripture I must train myself to memorize scripture David says that word have I hid in my heart it is the word that is hidden in your heart that you can use uh, powerfully against temptation that you can use like a sword that you can that you can call up in prayer you see when the Word of God is not stored in your heart uh, even Bible interpretation becomes difficult because scripture interprets scripture so when you read a, a, a portion of scripture there is the other amount of scripture that is already stored in you that will be that will be called up by the new scripture you're reading you read a scripture and it calls up another scripture that you already have hidden in your heart that is why interpreting scripture is is, is so easy to me and um, that reminds me of, of, of one issue uh, there's, there's a brother I think from Boya uh, I, I think it's Herbert I, I'm sorry if I'm missing the name but he mentioned some issues that he raised from the book of uh, you know from Hebrews talking about uh, the foundations of the faith and things like that and you know he, he asked some questions very pertinent issues that were raised but those issues are easy easy to solve and easy to trash and uh, we're going to do that in an audio which I'm going to share with you uh, next week okay so the Word of God when it's stored in your heart you read a scripture and it calls up another one the Holy Spirit brings another one to your remembrance and you don't forget it and you begin to interpret scripture with scripture so hide it in your heart that's the power of having the word in your heart of and memorizing it you you need to memorize it so that you can speak it you do not always have a bible with you you need to be able to speak the word okay and when your the word of god is hidden in your heart it is easier for for you to discern the voice of god clearly and get direction uh, you know somebody who has the Word of God hidden in his heart will not will not will not call me uh, at 9 30 p.m. and said uh, daddy this this boy is an unbeliever do you think I should marry him no if you the Word of God is really in your heart you will not even ask that question because because it is so clear that a child of God should not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever the child of God what 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 relationship is there between light and darkness okay so please number two I need to store the word I don't just need to read it passively but I also need to make conscious effort at storing the word okay read it daily uh, store it try to memorize the scripture and uh, and so now let me just share a couple of uh, a couple of uh, uh, practical uh, uh, facts tips and things like that okay so here's some Bible uh, statistics some Bible stats that are going to uh, blow somebody's mind so you heard me say that uh, 
uh, I am currently reading one book of the Bible per day. And I started doing that uh, just uh, not long ago. Just uh, uh, I've been doing that just for a couple of days, you know, just about maybe one week or so. And uh, it's a great experience. Uh, I shared with you uh, in, uh, in the previous session how uh, studying the Word of God three days, uh, three hours every day, and uh, sometimes more on Saturdays. Uh, while I was a student in the University of Boya, really provided a strong foundation for my life, and uh, so it's it's uh, so I was very challenged by by uh, uh, by one man from uh, uh, Youth with a Mission, uh, one of the directors at Youth with a Mission uh, that came to Cameroon for. Uh, for a program, it was a program on ending Bible poverty, you know, and uh, and there is great Bible poverty in the body of Christ. Bible poverty, people don't read the scripture enough, people don't know the scripture. And uh, so this man is dedicated to ending Bible poverty. And uh, he, he, he just got me so challenged and opened my, my mind and my eyes to uh, to a couple of things. Uh, which I want to share with you today. So, uh, number one, you, you heard me say, now it's, it is after my encounter with that man that I decided that every day of my life I'm going to read at least one book of the Bible. That is, no matter how busy I am. And, of course, when you hear that, you're like, oh, oh, that's that's hard to do. It, it, actually, it is not hard to do at all. It isn't hard to do at all. Now, let me let me show you why it's not hard to do at all. Number one, because... Uh, it doesn't take as much time to read a book of the Bible as you as you think, all right? So, for example, it takes only two minutes to read 2 John. It takes three minutes to read 3 John. You know that these books have only one chapter. It takes three minutes to read the entire book of Philemon, okay? It takes four minutes to read Prophet Obadiah. It takes five minutes only. I, I'm, I'm reading these stats, and I've tested it. You, you you go, after this video, just take, for example, the book of Jude and read it and time yourself. Now, but the, the, the key here is, especially when you're not yet an experienced reader, the key here is read gently but audibly. Read aloud. Read out the word, okay? Read out the word. Maybe in the next session I'll show you some scriptures that back this up. Read out the word. In fact, faith comes by hearing. Sometimes just uh, looking uh, just looking to and fro, just just reading with your eyes at times is 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 good. Of course, I do that all the time. But there is a power also in hearing the word of God yourself as you read it. Okay, so read the word of God loud. There are times when you just want to read the word of God so that the content will be registered in your heart, in your mind, and in your heart. Okay, and then you have different times for study and in-depth you know in-depth study and meditation and all of that that one is different but i'm just talking about just reading so before i i move into my in-depth studies in the word you know every day i first read it so the book that i study on a particular day may not be the book that i read on that day but i must read a book every day okay and sometimes before i start any study in the book i read the entire book first 
And so this man, uh, his name is David Hamilton. He's one of the directors of Youth with a Mission. He, 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 he gave us a very powerful principle. He said he, he encourages believers to always finish a book when they start it. Why? Because especially these letters, you know, um, New Testament letters were written for people to, you know, for people to read them from start to finish. Okay? Paul, when he sent his letter to the Colossians, and it got to the Colossians, the Colossians didn't pick this up and read the first 10 verses and kept the rest for the next day and then read the, you know, they didn't do that. All right? So, just read the entire book first. And there is something that happens in your mind when you read an entire book first. You get the big picture. You will hardly miss context when you come back to it now for in-depth studies. So there's a lot of benefits to reading the entire book. And I'm enjoying the experience. And the good news is it is not that difficult. Okay? So, so, um, so when you read out loud, it helps your concentration as well. So uh, if, if you use that technique, I just give you that challenge. Just, just take Titus, for example. You can read Titus, which has a couple of chapters. You can read Titus in seven minutes, the book of Titus. You can read Haggai in seven minutes, Jude in five minutes, Second Thessalonians in seven minutes, Nahum in seven minutes, Zephaniah in nine minutes, Second Peter in ten minutes. You can read Malachi in eleven minutes. You can read Joel in 11 minutes. I'm just reading. This one is not, I'm just, I'm not speaking this by faith. These are stats that are written and I'm just reading them out loud to you. For you to know how ridiculously uh, not time consuming reading the word of God can be. Okay. First uh, Thessalonians in 12 minutes. Yesterday, while I was, <laughs> while I was in the toilet, you remember those of you who were in Asom, I said I always go to the toilet with something to read. I went to the toilet with my, uh, with my Bible, and while I was releasing, while I was blessing nature, uh, I read the first four chapters of Timothy. You know, I had the time to read from one to, to from Ch Timothy chapter one to Timothy chapter four, while I was in there, blessing nature. Okay. So uh, you can read Philippians in 15 minutes. You can read Ephesians in 20 minutes. Those are just examples. Of course, there are the longer books that would take you more than one hour. You can read 1 Corinthians in one hour exactly. You can read Romans in one hour and three minutes. You can read Revelation in one hour, six minutes. You can read um, 2 Samuel in one hour, 40, 43 minutes. The, long, the book that takes the, the longest time to read is Psalms that you can read in three hours and 56 minutes. Okay, of course, depending on your reading speed, but I, 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 I recommend reading just gently. Okay, reading, you know, in reading thoughtfully so that as you read, you're really listening to yourself, really listening to the word. Okay, so the read time may be slightly longer, but from my experience, uh, when 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 these stats say you can read Ephesians in 20 minutes, if you take your time and reading out loud, loud, uh, you may not hit 20 minutes, but you may hit 25 minutes or even 30 minutes, and it is still great. This means that it takes less time to read most of Paul's epistles than it takes to watch a football game. All right. So if you have t if you ever have time. To watch TV, you have time to read an entire book of scripture every day. That's a fact. Somebody say fact. It's a fact. 
Okay, so uh, so I want to to uh, to challenge you with that. Read aloud. Read aloud. Train yourself to read aloud. Read entire books, especially the ones that are not too long. Uh, Thirty-two books of the Bible can be read in one hour or less. Thirty-two books out of the sixty-six books. Thirty-two can be read in one hour or less. So, so it means that if you go on a on on a diet of reading one book per day, at least in your first thirty-two days, you can start with all the thirty-two books that take less than one hour to read. Okay, that's. I mean, this is this is this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. All right. So just practice that. Just practice that. Um, what else can I say? Should I just end it here and say, you take the challenge, all right? I want, I want to give you this challenge uh, of reading. Uh, by this logic, you can read your New Testament in, in 27 days. But in, anyway, I want you to take this 30-day challenge. I want you to take this 30-day New Testament challenge. I want you to read your New Testament in 30 days. So I, I want to give you some allowance and say that from 1st of November to uh, 30th of November, every ACF member must have read his New Testament. Uh, I put must there. Not everybody would do that for sure. But the most intent would do that. And I want to encourage everybody to not miss on that. You're blessed.